Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Destiny Kopp about how she helps businesses grow online. Dr. Destiny Kopp is a marketing consultant with more than 25 years of experience in marketing and online education and host of the Course Creators MBA podcast. She is a graduate marketing professor and a former director in marketing for a Fortune 50 firm. She now helps more than 4,700 online entrepreneurs growing their online business through her time-saving templates, swipe files, and marketing training. Welcome, Destiny. Thank you so much for having me, Virginia. I'm so excited to be here today. I am glad that you're here with us. So how did you get on this entrepreneurial journey? Well, I have a little bit of a long story to tell you, if that's okay. Uh, (laughs) I'll take you back to my college years. So I went to Clemson University, and when I was at Clemson, I had an advisor there, and I really didn't know what I wanted to major in at that point. I just knew that I wanted to be in some type of business. I knew I wanted to be in the business world, but didn't really know at that point what I wanted to do. So I asked him, I said, what do you recommend? You know, what are my options? He says, well, he says, why don't you major in accounting? Because if you major in accounting, you could do anything in business. I said, okay. I said, I don't don't know if I really want to do that, but I ended up majoring in accounting. So I graduated with a bachelor's of science in accounting and started working in accounting right after college. And guess what? I I absolutely (laughs) hated it. I mean, literally hated it. I was so bored. I hated it. I only did it for a year and a half and then moved into finance, which is, you know, kind of like accounting, if you would. Didn't really like that. But I was working for a startup that's no longer here today. They were actually doing voice paging, if you can, you know, go back that far. So basically at that firm, I started working in marketing and that's when I absolutely fell in love with marketing and transition and marketing did that for several years, worked for a fortune 50 company, you know, kind of grew my career in marketing, but I really just became burned out. And, you know, as I was going through this journey in my life, if you would, one of the things that I really wanted, and I knew a core value of mine that I really wanted to was to have this flexibility and freedom. I didn't like sitting in a cubicle all day with those walls around me. I felt like, you know, I was kind of trapped there having to work there from eight to five every day. And that's when I said, you know what, I'm going to do something different. And at that point in time, that's when online education was kind of getting started, if you would, at the university level. And at that point, I also had an MBA as I was going through, you know, kind of my career, I got my MBA with a concentration in marketing. And I said, you know what, I can go teach. So I left my corporate job and started to teach online. And that's when I was exposed to online courses. So started as an adjunct faculty member, did this for many years, did a lot of different kind of faculty positions, did an assistant dean role, did an associate vice chancellor of academic affair roles. And again, I got burned out. And throughout my whole journey here, one of the things that I, or kind of the goals that I had in life, if you would, is I always wanted to own my own business. And I still wanted that flexibility. And I felt like even though, 
when I was working for the university, I was working out of my house, I was working at home. I just didn't feel like I had that flexibility that I was looking for. And that's when I left my role at the university and I started my online business and have been doing this for many years now and absolutely love it. So there you go. That's my long story. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> and if you never did go into accounting, who knows if you'd ever find your love for marketing. That is true. So I, I would say it wasn't wasteful, right? It's good to know basic accounting skills. It's good to know finance skills. You can use those. And, and my advisor at, at Clemson was right. You know, you can use those skills in any role. I use them in marketing today to come up with my marketing plans, and my business plans, but it's just not something that I was personally wanting to do day in and day out is journal entries and looking at spreadsheets all day. Nope. But you know how to read your year end statements too, right? Absolutely. I know how to do, I, I know how to do and put together balance sheets and income statements <laughs> and all that today. I know how to do it. I just didn't want to do it for other people, yeah. but I can do it for my own business. Fun. So what do you like most about the work that you get to do? So one of the reasons why I went into online education, teaching at the university level is because I really have this or find this joy in helping others. And I've taught at the graduate level, the doctorate level, the undergraduate level. And one of the, when students are coming through my marketing courses or when they were coming through my marketing courses, the majority of them wanted to start their own business. So I really loved helping others kind of achieve those dreams. Now they were working towards a degree, but at the end of the day, a lot of them still wanted to open up their own business, whether it was a spa in their hometown or a restaurant or becoming a real estate, doing their own real estate business or their online business. So all of them really just wanted to do that. And I love helping others. I love teaching obviously. <laughs> and that's really what I love about what I do today is I get to teach others. I get to help others. And I find so much joy in that. That's nice. It's always nice when you can watch people understand the concept here. Yeah. And I would say that kind of one of my superpowers, if you would, is making things simple for folks and giving them quick wins. I think that's very important. Some of these courses and programs that you go through, they can be a little bit complicated, even complicated for me. And I have a, a doctorate in marketing and really kind of pulling down and really figuring it out. So my superpower is making it extremely simple for folks so they can get right to the point and achieve really big results. Are there any common mistakes that you find like your clients making or students making? I think that's a great question. And I definitely see some common mistakes out there. And I think we all kind of, you know, do this to some extent. And one of the mistakes that I see folks making and let's just use launching an online course or launching a group coaching program or something that you're selling in the marketplace. And people think, oh, that was a big flop 
or my product didn't sell. So it was a, a big flop. And when you really start looking at the numbers and really dissecting the numbers, because numbers are important, even though I hated accounting, I still love looking at the numbers because the numbers are going to tell you something. So let's just say that somebody is trying to sell, uh, it could be a digital product, it could be an e-commerce product, and they're looking at it and they're like, it's not selling uh, what's going on. And if you look at the numbers in your sales funnel and really dissect them, it might not be that there's something wrong with the product. It may be that you have a traffic issue, like you, you don't, you're not getting enough eyeballs on that product, or you don't have enough people coming through your sales funnel, but once they get to your sales page, you actually have a good conversion rate. So you really have to not make assumptions, if you would, on what the issue is and really dig into the numbers to figure out what is really going on. So I would say that is a mistake that a lot of people make, not realizing they're actually making that mistake. I think so key to know what the industry standards are for online for like selling courses and stuff like that right because I might be really upset at how well I did or didn't do but when I compare it to let's say reality I just knocked it out of the park right absolutely so let's just say that you had a hundred people coming to a sales page for something that you were selling, whether it's a coaching program or an online course and 10 people bought that, that is a really high conversion rate for something like that. And a lot of people might look at that and say, Oh, I only had 10 people bought, but you have to understand only hundred people saw what you were having to offer and 10 people bought that's a 10% conversion rate. That's really good for the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So who's an ideal client for you? So for me, it would be anyone who is interested in creating an online course or membership or some type of digital product or somebody who already has one of those offers and they're looking to, they need help selling it in the marketplace. So that's really where I help people is taking that product, taking that membership, taking that online course that they have and creating the sales funnels and the infrastructure around it or traffic strategies, right? Traffic strategies are an important part of that and helping them market it. Okay. So how do you get in front of your ideal client? So I have a lot of different traffic strategies to help me get visible in the marketplace. And I think this is important for everyone because what I have found is, and one of the biggest things that I have learned in being in this industry is you're not going to sell your products. You're not going to sell your coaching services. You're not going to sell basically anything that you have to offer if people don't know about you. And traffic strategies being visible in the marketplace is so very important. So let me talk about some of the things that have worked for me. And I'll also give you some hints on some of the things that have worked best for me. So one of the things that have worked for me is speaking at virtual summits. So I always actively network with people, whether it's through LinkedIn or Instagram, or even Pinterest. A lot of people find me through Pinterest also, because I have a huge presence there. And if somebody is hosting a virtual summit, and maybe I haven't been invited as a speaker, but I think, you know what, I can really add value 
you to that audience and to what he or she is doing there. I'll approach them saying, keep me in mind for next time. So speaking at virtual summits has definitely worked for me. Another thing that has worked for me is my content marketing. And I think content marketing is so very critical for being visible in the marketplace because a lot of people find you through your content. And this could be through the content that you're posting on social media. For me, I do blogs and I've got a lot of traffic from my um, blogging strategy. I've used um, Pinterest and Tailwind to definitely help with that. The other thing is I also have a podcast. So a lot of people find me through the podcast. And the reason why I love the podcast is that it really kind of cast a wide net, if you would, because the podcast is offered through Spotify, through Apple podcasts and a lot of different other avenues. So that's a really wide net. So that's another thing that has worked for me being guest on other podcasts, like what I'm doing today. I put a lot of effort in finding the right podcast where I can help that particular audience. So that's one of the traffic strategies that I have, but I would say the, one of the number one things that has worked for me in terms of growing my email list and finding kind of my ideal client, if you would, is participating in bundles or kind of toolkit type offers. So basically what this is, and I'll describe it in a little bit more so people know what I'm talking about. This is when a group, your peers, if you would, you get together and you have some type of free gift. In my cases, generally what I offer in these bundles is like one of my online courses that people really love. And I'll get together with other entrepreneurs and we have this bundle, this toolkit that people can sign up for and they can get. Sometimes it's been for free. Sometimes it's been, you know, some type of pay type offering and they buy this bundle, if you would, and your product is included in that. And that has been one of my biggest traffic strategies. I don't know. I gave you a lot there, Virginia. (laughs) You did. I like how you're using a bunch of different things to get visible. Do you ever find over being overwhelmed with, let's say all those different options? I definitely think that for me, what I have done so I can making sure that I have this system in place where I am consistently doing the right things. And I'll I'll give you some examples. So on my calendar every single week, and it's just for an hour, I only put it on for an hour. I will do research on podcasts, um, podcasts where I think I can definitely help that audience. And I'll reach out to that podcast host and see if they would be interested in having me on. So one hour a week, that's all I kind of devote for that. And my content marketing, I have a, a system for that too. I batch my content so I'm not spending all month recording podcasts and doing the blogs and some of this stuff I outsource too, right? Where it makes sense. So I have a writer here in Atlanta. She's a PhD student. She helps me with my blogs and I just send her, here's the outline. Here's where you need to go do your research. And I pay her for that. So some of the things I might outsource, but I want to make sure that I'm very consistent with what I'm doing, but I have systems, Virginia, set up for everything that I do so I can make sure that I can get it all done without being overwhelmed. I think systems 
and being consistent with your systems and kind of following those processes definitely helps you. So true, because nothing will work if you don't really give it the chance, right? Absolutely. And I've tested out things in the past and they didn't work at that point in time. And then I just might might tweak something here or there, like, and then you kept at it, right? I mean, sometimes I do paid ads and sometimes paid ads work and sometimes paid ads don't. So that's a, I think paid ads advertising is a really good traffic strategy, but you have to keep testing and tweaking. So to figure out what's working for you and stop what's not working. For sure. Always do the evaluation thing. So on that note, what are a couple goals, big goals that you're looking to achieve over the next year or two? Well, I actually have a couple of things. And one of the things has been on my bucket list for a long time, and that is launching a book on Amazon. So this summer, I'm actually self-publishing a book on Amazon. It's titled Launch Your Online Course Business in 90 Days or Less. I've been working with a book coach mentor on this. And right now, the book has already come back from the editor. I'm doing audio too. So it's going to be an audio book. So I have the, I've outsourced somebody doing the audio. I have somebody right now working on the book formatting because it has to be formatted specifically for Amazon publishing. So I have somebody working on that. And then just my marketing funnels as it relates to the books. So that is all scheduled to come out this summer. So that's one of the big things that I have working on. The other thing, and this has come out to me or been requested to me by demand. So I've had several requests for it. And it's something I kind of had in the back of my mind for some time now. I have people that are interested in being affiliates for my programs and my courses. And so that's one of the things that I'm working on because I want to make sure that when I launch something like that, I do a really good job in making sure that my affiliates are supported. So that's something else that I have coming out later this year, probably around third quarter of this year, I'm going to be launching a pretty robust affiliate program. Those are exciting. How would either of those or both of those change your business? So part the book is partly, it's just been on my bucket list, but the one of the things I want to point out for a book and anybody who's listening and is interested in launching a nonfiction book, this is something I want you to kind of keep in the back of your mind. One of the things and the strategies that I'm using in the book is to really use it as something that generates warm leads for my business. So in my book, I, throughout the book, I point folks through to either free resources that I have or even some of my paid products and paid products that they can use to help them achieve the results. So that's, I do anticipate that's going to be a huge revenue driver for my business. And of course the affiliates is going to be just icing on the cake. It's just having other people promote your products. I mean, again, you want to do it right. You want to make sure you have the right support for your affiliates, that they have the right marketing associated with it. But I definitely see it being a huge business driver for my business. And I just want to comment on that a little bit more in terms of the affiliates. One of the things that I've done this year, it's a little bit unique and I just want to bring it up because I think folks might be interested in this. One of the things that I tested out this year that's been, actually I tested out and I think it started in September or October of last year, I put one of my products on AppSumo. And I don't know if you're familiar, Virginia, with AppSumo, 
But when I first started, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. Is this a good idea? Is this something I should be doing? And But it has been a really great, not only revenue driver for my business, but it's also given me a lot of warm leads into my business. So I think I would encourage folks to look at kind of be innovative and look at opportunities out there that might be a little bit unique and just test them out and see if they work. And I really, when I honestly, when I first started that working with AppSumo and and trying to figure out, is this something I should be doing or not? I was pleasantly surprised. That's always a nice outcome. Hey, (laughs) absolutely. So do you feel like a roadblock that's stopping you from achieving Like, I know you said you had your book in the works or something that you've always wanted to do. And then a lot of people requesting affiliate stuff. Do you think there's anything kind of maybe stopping you from continuing with that or like ultimately achieving your goals? So I would say, I'll bring up the book thing as an example, because I've wanted to do this for so many years. And I really just... The beginning of 2021, I was like, you know what? This is going to be the year that I make it happen. I could have done it three years ago and I keep putting off. And to your question about roadblocks, I think for me is time, right? And I think a lot of people listening to the podcast today can kind of relate to this. I have three boys and two of them are still at home. I have one in college, two of them are at home. They're in fifth and sixth grades. They're super, super active. I mean, travel, baseball, tennis, basketball. I mean, you name the sport, they're in it. So they're constantly doing things. We don't have any free weekends with that. So I would say that time is a roadblock for me and it has been, and it probably will continue to be a roadblock for me for many years. But I think going back to one of the points that I made earlier about having systems in place and processes in place. And for me, for my book, and I'll just give you as an example of how I kind of overcame some of this. What I did for my book was took a lot of the content that I had already created in my business over the years and pulled it together for the book. So I had hired somebody to help me kind of pull all of the content that I've written from blog posts or maybe my paid content or some social media stuff that I've done and podcast stuff that I've done. And we pulled all that into a book. It wasn't just me working on it. So I had some one person helping me with this, but, and I just dedicated an hour a day to get it done. And we had that book put together in about six weeks. So roadblocks, definitely time is a roadblock. And, but I think having systems in place, getting support where you need definitely helps. I love what you've touched on a couple times during our chat today. And it's basically an hour a week, an hour a day a week that you do. And it's amazing what you can do with that hour when you're consistent, isn't it? Absolutely. And one of the things that I have learned is when you have something on your list that you want to get done, you need to get done, but you're struggling getting it done, blocking off your calendar and saying, and really committing to it definitely helps. And I'll I'll use my workout schedule as an example. (laughs) I have a Peloton bike. I've had it for five years before they even got popular. And one of the things I have on my calendar every single week, five days a week is ride Peloton. And when you have that on your calendar, there's just something about it. I think in your brain that 
helps you or makes you want to actually get it done. So writing it down. I love to-do lists. I love using project management systems like Asana. There's something in, in when you can check something off and say that you've done it or you've accomplished something in a meeting and you can check it off and say this is done. There's something that goes off in your brain that says, oh my gosh, I've really accomplished something today. And I think it's important too to keep that appointment with ourselves, like to treat it as if we were a client, because we wouldn't just skip out on a client, right? Absolutely. And I, one of the things, and maybe this is another one of my superpowers is I protect my time. Like there's nothing else out there. So if I have you on my calendar, or if I have something on my calendar that I need to get done, like ride my Peloton bike, I get it done. And I protect that time and nobody else gets that time. Which is a really great skill to have and to keep having. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the best advice you have ever received? I would say that the best advice I have ever received, I'm going to go back to one of my corporate roles. And it's one of the, is a manager I used to have, one of the best ones, quite frankly, that I've had. And I was only out of college, maybe three years when I worked for him. And He had this saying, and he basically said, don't worry about your failures, worry about the chances you miss if you don't even try. And I loved that advice from him. And I have always kind of focused on that. I actually have in my office here, I have that actually written up in one of these things I did like at an AR workshop where, you know, you do the pain and the stencil and put it up here. So I never forgot it. So I would say that was definitely the best advice I've ever received. I like it. And yeah, like you never know what could have been if you haven't tried, right? Absolutely. And you learn. And I don't even want to call them failures because I think you're learning from whatever happens in life. Yeah, it's a lot different if I read about something or hear about something versus actually experiencing it. And for sure. So what's the best advice you've ever given? So I'll kind of bring it back to my business a little bit in what I have found in working with folks. And I kind of, this happened to me too, is it's really hard to kind of, especially when you're first getting started, you don't know if you're targeting the right niche. You don't know if you have the right services. You don't know if you have the right products to sell. And what I always tell people is basically just start because clarity comes with action. Even in my business, I have pivoted over the years. I have, I'll give you an example here. I have done Facebook ads services and consulting in the past. And that's one of the things that I said, you know what, I'm just going to stop doing. I don't want to do anything anymore. I don't enjoy doing it. I know how to do it and I can get very big results for folks, but it's just not something that I want to do anymore. And no matter where you start, Once you start serving that customer, once you start offering that service, once you start offering that product or service, or even your ideal customer may even change over the years, but you're not going to know that unless you start taking and putting one foot in front of the other and just start getting your hands dirty and digging into what needs to be done. Thank you. What would you like to share that I haven't asked you yet? I would say that kind of going back to a couple of points that I've made is that systems really are so important, having strong systems set up. And if you just want to start 
with just your Google calendar, I think that's a great place to start. Scheduling your day, writing down your to-do list, putting your actions on the calendar. Once you start building out your business and kind of building out what you need to be done, you can expand upon those systems, but systems definitely have saved me. The other thing I would say is to continually market yourself, continually put yourself out there. Being visible is so very important. The thing is, you're not going to get clients. People aren't going to buy your products or purchase your services if they don't know about you. And they're not going to know about you unless they can find out about you either from social media or the content that you've produced, whether it's blogging or podcasting, or maybe they're hearing about you from being on a podcast. Being visible is so very important and you have to continually Put yourself out there and market yourself. And if you do that and you do it on a continual basis, you will have clients. You will have people who are interested in buying your products and services. So true. I like that advice. As much as we would love to build it and they will come, (laughs) they don't know about it, they can't come. That is exactly right. And I think a lot of us have learned that the hard way, but just being visible and having those traffic strategies in place is will make it so that your business grows and grows. Yes, Destiny, I really appreciate you being here with us today. How can people find out more about you and what you do? Probably the best place would be to go to my website, which is destinycop.com. And that's destiny with an I at the end, not a Y. And you can also find me on LinkedIn and Instagram with the same handle, Destiny Cop. Great. Thank you so much. And we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.